going to share something with you that sounds a little bit like bro science, and then I'll explain why it isn't. So you may have heard that the average human has between 10 and 20 pounds of impacted putrefying fecal matter in their intestines. That's not only a source of toxicity, but it's interfering with optimal digestion, absorption, and assimilation of nutrients. I thought this was nonsense. However, I recently did a deep dive and an exploration after one of my clients went to a detox clinic that was using this specific cleanse that I'd never even heard of, but you probably haven't either, helping people with addiction, helping people with cancers and disease states and getting all sorts of crazy results and moving pounds of this putrefied mucus and fecal matter out of the intestines and colon and completely restoring people's health. So after he had this insane experience, he told me about it. I told him he had to hook me up. And his medical staff were a little bit hesitant, but I eventually convinced them to allow me to get a kit. And I went through this three-day detox. And the first day was kind of challenging, but you're drinking different packets and nutrients and that sort of thing. On day two, I had multiple feet of this rubber-like, almost silicone, gelatinous, mucus feces, almost like it was like every piece of gum that I'd ever swallowed from childhood until now was coming out. I couldn't even believe this stuff was inside of me. And this continued for the next two days until I finished the cleanse. I felt so much lighter, so incredible. I was I was actually taking videos of my trips to the bathroom so that I could show other people because I was completely blown away. And I'm telling this story not only because it's disgusting, but also in kind of a twisted way, a little bit entertaining, but because the reason that so many of us struggle to get in incredible shape, you know, to get off that last 10, 20 pounds yeah, some of it's discipline. Yeah, some of it's willpower. But a lot of it is what's going on in your gut. It's these sources of toxicity from the inside. It's the microbes like candida and parasites and, and dysbiosis in the gut that are producing endotoxins and inflammation from within your body that are interfering with your metabolic health, running your hormones into the gutter, especially your thyroid hormone, your sex hormones, and your insulin sensitivity. And if you're the type of person that has been fairly healthy, disciplined, doing all the things that you, you quote unquote should do, and you haven't yet found that next gear, I would like to help you if this is a mutual fit. I'm going to be working with a small handful of men that are passionate and excited and determined to take their body and their health to its full potential. To get visible abs, a six-pack in the next three to six months. This will involve multiple steps, but essentially we are going to eliminate every roadblock that stands between you and the body you have always wanted and get you in the best shape of your life. We're going to do detailed laboratory tests, a full blood panel beyond anything that you could possibly get at your doctor, even if you do hormone replacement therapy or anything like that, it blows all of that out of the water. We're going to get a complete minerals and metals test, a complete candida metabolic and vitamins test, a complete omega and inflammation test, complete food sensitivity test, complete stress, mood, and 
metabolism test. We're going to do metabolic typing to create personalized nutrition program for you. And, and then we're going to combine that with biohacks and a proven process and expert guidance from me to optimize your sleep, your gut, your hormones, your nutrition, your training. We're going to use these diagnostics and tools to figure out exactly where there are breaks in your chain, fix those, optimize them, and then combine that with accountability where you and I, you have me walking you through this process every step of the way and showing you exactly what you need to do to get the fat off, to get down to the leanest, most vibrant, ripped, shredded, optimized version of yourself possible. This is only for men who are in a financial position to invest in themselves. It's only for men who are willing to radically change their nutrition, radically change their training, radically change their mindset, radically change their environment. Men who are willing to do whatever it takes to achieve these results and willing to go all in for that 90, 90 day to six month period. We're going to start with a full fight camp, like you are a world-class championship fighter going into the fight of your life. We're going to be 100% focused, dialed in in every facet, like every single decision that you make is either moving you closer to victory or further away. And every choice that you make will either result in you having your hands raised as a champion or getting knocked out. And realistically, this is not for most people. Most people do what most other people do, which is make choices that result in them being fat, sick, depressed, and leading lives of quiet desperation. This is for the 5% of people who are all in, who are excited and determined to explore their full potential during this life experience. If you are interested in having a conversation to see if this is a mutual fit, Go to biohackercoaching.com, fill out the short form, book a time on our calendar to talk with myself or someone from our team. I've never done anything like this before. This is completely comprehensive. All of your labs are included. All of your supplements and biohacks are included. You're going to get my favorite fat burner that you can use. It's I'm, I'm, I'm going to blow the surprise. It's an amazing espresso machine. I'm going to give you the only type of espresso I drink, and I'm going to show you how to use it to burn way more fat. I'm going to show you how to get maximum results in minimum time from your workouts. There's a lot of people that you probably look at them and they might be in better shape than I am at 40 years old and whatever. I think I look pretty good. I'm pretty happy with, with, with the way that I look and feel, but there are some guys that I'm sure are in better shape. I guarantee they work a lot harder than I do. I'll show you how to unlock maximum fat loss, build maximum muscle in minimum time. I'm going to give you my favorite biohack for getting shredded. We're going to literally send you an Airdyne bike, and I'm going to teach you exactly how to use it, what workouts we do. We're going to automate your nutrition. I'm going to send you a juicing machine that you can just load up, hit a button, and it juices it all for you so you don't have to stand there and it's easy to clean. We're going to get you some other stuff for home workouts how to dial in and, and self-quantify your training so that you know that you are in that Goldilocks zone. Too little doesn't work. Too much doesn't work. You got to be right in the sweet spot. And you're going to have me guiding you through it every step of the way. We're going to create a custom supplement program. You'll have full access to my calendar. We'll be on the phone every week at the beginning. And then once we kind of hit stride with things every two weeks, there's never been anything like this, especially where you have direct access to me. I'm not 
putting you off on other coaches or anything like that. This isn't, um, while this could be a program, I think Dr. Peter Atia charges something like a hundred thousand bucks for a program that isn't even close to this. And I will be taking you through at the highest level with the full diagnostics, knowing exactly what labs to order for you and then how to interpret those labs and then translate those interpretations into actionable results that will help you become the best version of yourself. Then we, we tailor that into the expert guidance phase, as I mentioned, where we're optimizing your gut, your sleep, your hormones, your nutrition, your training, everything. And then you have that expert accountability with me via text message. You're going to be taking photos of your food. You're going to be training six days a week. That doesn't sound sexy, but I'm going to put it out there so that you know what you're getting into. I know I'm talking to the, I'm talking to the psychos in the room. The people who want to push themselves, who want to be challenged, who don't want to just get by, and they want to see what they're capable of if they direct all of their faculties and focus to a proven system that is personalized for them with someone like me in their corner. So if you're interested in this, go to biohackercoaching.com, fill out the short form, book a time for us to talk, and then send me a text message to this number, 847 989 3743. Put VIP in there. If you want to have your application moved to the front of the line, I'm only going to be working with a small handful of guys. If you would like one of those men to be you, let's do it. Much love. This is your life and it's ending one minute at a time. I was blind, but now I see. Working jobs we hate, so we buy shit we don't need. Ideas are brutal. If you had one shot, Everything I'd ever read, heard, seen was now organized and available. Now you fucking khakis. Life moves pretty fast. The Biohacking Secret Show. Lee Fogel, welcome to the Biohacking Secret Show. Hello, Anthony. It's uh, a great pleasure and an honor to be here with you, man. You're one of my podcast heroes. You're on my top top, top five podcaster list, man. I'm, uh, I I listen to your stuff. In fact, I, I just, after my workout today, went for a walk on a abandoned golf course and what was i listening to but you're i think it's today or yesterday's podcast i, I get so much great information from what uh what, what i hear from you so uh so thanks a lot for having me here well thank you brother especially a man of your caliber and your experience that that means a lot oh my god you're you're, you're gonna make me blush here but uh <laughs> uh there's no caliber and experience i'm an ordinary very ordinary guy uh in fact you gee i was trying to think yesterday when was it you and i met uh you met me i was I was lugging an oxygen concentrator unit and had a nose cannula in my nose. And I was in Dr. John Lawrence's office in Sarasota, where I was living at the time. And you were there doing some some really cool stuff that uh, Dr. Lawrence was working with you on. And I was there trying to save my life at the moment. <laughs> it was uh, I was I was doing uh, massive doses of vitamin C intravenously uh, and uh, uh, all kinds of other things that Dr. Lawrence was uh was trying out on me because I was a, I was a mess at that time, man. You know, it's a, so so it's it's really great to see you again. And I I do appreciate your show. I was thinking today about the marvels of technology and podcasting and how I mean I I know I I listen I've listened to probably every one of your podcasts, not, at least ninety five percent of them, and always get something great. Last week, the Dr. Brady, uh, but he and I sound just alike. He had cancer. I had pulmonary fibrosis. And the attack is the same, you know, so much of it's the same of, uh, of the basics. But uh, 
anyway, I, I do enjoy the, the the great information that comes from from uh, podcasts. That's what that, that I can get from it. But uh, anyway, so you know, do you want me to just maybe just share the listeners with the listeners my story of how I got here and how I ended up in that chair? Uh, on, on an intravenous vitamin yeah, C. Yeah, I, I think that I think that'd be great. I was I was in Sarasota visiting Dr. John Lawrence and and staying at his guest house, and he wanted to kind of show me the clinic and all the all the cool things that they had going on. So he was running me through the gamut of different different types of ozone and vitamin IVs and and the Weber yes. laser that's like intravenous light. Uh, he had me doing the CVAC pod and going up to like 14,000 plus feet and all sorts of cool stuff. I felt amazing afterwards. And uh, there was a period where I think it was just you and I in the room. And uh, and we just started kind of chatting a little bit about what what got you there. And you were telling yeah. me some, some of the story that I think maybe would be be good to kind of bring the audience in on now. And uh, and 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 yeah, we'll, we'll we'll start with start with your backstory and how you got there. How you got in that chair. <laughs> sure, sure. Thanks. Thanks for that. So, so, uh, so I've been a biohacker. I'm 65 years old now, Anthony, and uh, I've been a biohacker since I was 22. And I moved out of South Carolina, the country of South Carolina, the little country town of South Carolina, I moved to LA, learned meditation and uh, about nutrition. And read one of the early books in nutrition called East of Eden by Jethro Kloss. It's a Bible uh, from, from back in the day. And uh, I found myself going to the flea markets where I'd find these hippies who sold herbs not weed you know, but herbs and i bought a capsule maker and i made my own herbs you know this is this is in 1979 1980 that's good know? and uh, uh <laughs> and, and so my whole life I, I went on to uh to continue to meditate and things like that and, and work on nutrition i fasted one day a week and i was very healthy raised three children and was very successful in the global technology industry and uh married for 31 years and just you know we had a, an idyllic life and uh uh, at one point, I, Anthony, I was I was trying to impress my young sons who were teenagers with my strength as a dad. So I blossomed up to 255 pounds. And I was a power lifter. I could bench press 405 pounds, double it. You know, and I holy was, cow! I was, <laughs> I was, you know, uh, I'm, I'm impressed. <laughs> yeah, it was. It, it, I did all that to show my sons this is what a man looks like. You know, but yeah. I realized at some point I said, "This is this is going to kill me." You know, uh, packing on pro packing on protein and my, you know, my joints. I couldn't sleep at night because I couldn't lay on my shoulders. They I'm picturing so your sons walking away impressed, and you're like, "This is going to kill I'm me." Like, oh God, this is good. Yeah, that's exactly right. You know, that's exactly right. You know, but they they took it and tried. One of them went on to be a technology entrepreneur, and one went on to play professional baseball. So oh, they followed. Wow. You know, they they learned some lessons about growing up and and uh, being you know committed to exercise and an athletic way of life, but. Uh, I, I transformed myself at the age of 50, Anthony. I said, there's enough of this. Uh, and I became an endurance athlete. Uh, I decided I, I went out on a big limp and committed to run a race a triathlon when I was 50. I was teaching my sales organization about how to set goals. And I said, I'm going to run a race a triathlon. Well, it was 255 pounds. I didn't own a bike. I couldn't swim 20 yards without needing a life preserver. And uh, mm. I couldn't run to my mailbox. I could bench press a Volkswagen. But uh, I was just... Uh, 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 not, not in that kind of shape. So I began is, is, that, is that an exaggeration or is that legit? Like you couldn't run down to the end of your driveway at that point. Uh, it was, I was too heavy. I was too big. I, I mean, I, I could, I, I it's, it's a little bit of an exaggeration, but it wasn't, I just, I wasn't comfortable running. I was too heavy. Yeah. I, I figured out later on, you know, when I, when I raced my first Ironman, that a man's feet, a man or a woman's feet are in direct proportion to what the weight ought to be. 
And when the weight's out of sync with the feet, the feet are going to hurt. And the joints are going to hurt. You know, when I, when, I, when I began to do what I did, which was transform my body, I, I raced my first triathlon a year later um, after training laboriously. Uh, and uh, it was a short one at the Marine Corps training base, Harris Island, South Carolina. And uh, I did it and uh, weighed about 220, 20, 225 then. And I said, gee, this is fun. And I did seven more triathlons that year. Next year, I did a half Ironman. And I said, and I was following Ben Greenfield. You know, this was back in 2009, yeah. 2010. Ben Greenfield was one of the few podcasters out there of biohacking. And uh, he was an Ironman. And I said, I think I could do this. And so I, I set about training. I followed his training plan for 38 weeks. And, uh, and in, and in uh, 2011, in September 2011, I, I stood on the shore of the Irish Sea and, uh, in, in Wales, England. And I raced the Ironman triathlon there. It was wow. brutal. It was a 35 knot winds and uh, six foot waves in the ocean that day. And uh, it took me an hour <laughs> and 40 minutes to do that Whoa. swim. And uh, the sea know, was angry was, that day. It was, the sea was angry. <laughs> she, she was blowing. And uh, oh, God, it was brutal. And then I came Hailings. back after, after, after England and I went to Florida and I raced Ironman Florida. It was like swimming in an aquarium after that. You know, it was mm. beautiful. Yeah. Fish, you know, and uh, finished in 13 hours and nine minutes. And I just went on to have a that style of life. I moved to San Francisco and started doing uh, uh, long distance trail running, you know, long uh, ultra marathon trail running. That's I used to, uh, Saturday mornings, I lived at, the, lived at the base of Mount Tamalpais in Marin County, where mountain biking originated. And I would run to the top of Mount Tam, which was 10 miles up and 10 miles back down. And I'd run it in either barefoot or minimalist shoes. Because I got into really understanding the foot is a marvel of creation and, and it's designed to be able to, it's nothing broken about it. We don't have to put thick foam rubber under it to make it work mm -hmm. right. It and, actually uh, makes it work worse. Oh, God. It makes you, I see people, I see people putting oh, their kids hurt. with, kids wearing Crocs. I'm sorry, people, where let your kid, don't let your kids wear Crocs or do drugs. For a variety of, for a variety <laughs> of reasons. <laughs> right. But, <laughs> but, uh, but, but, uh, but, but, you know, but that was my way of life. I, uh, I loved it. And, uh, uh, and then in uh, 2000, uh, I'm 62 years old. I'm living in Tampa, Florida, and and, and I could uh, you know swim every morning at a thousand meters in a pool, and could just get up in the morning and run a marathon without training. But January of 2020, I hit the wall. I got really sick with a virus, and I said, "What the hell is this? I never get sick." <laughs> and uh, lying in bed in Tampa in my uh, apartment on the 13th floor. On that Saturday, four days after I'd taken a train trip, an overnight Amtrak trip to South Carolina, and uh, I was just deathly sick. My son got sick because he drank a water bottle from me after I got back from this thing. He was sick that day, and we were both just like dying, it felt like. I mean, so dark, I couldn't breathe. felt like an elephant was sitting on my chest. And I, in the dim recesses of my mind, Anthony, I heard this news spec in the next room, and it said, there's this strange new virus from China like a flu-like virus, and I'm thinking, bing, a bell went off on my head, and I said, could it be? Because I had gone through, being a nice southern South Carolina boy, I was going through the train car, so on my way to the dining car, and there was a trainload of Chinese tourists, about 20 people there, and I'm friendly, and, and I helped eating, them Eating bats, huh? <laughs> well, I, I helped them store their luggage. There was this one older guy there who was sweating profusely, and I said, well, let me help him get his luggage up. And uh, and I thought, well, could it be I caught that? And I said, nah, nah, that's not it. And uh, over a few days, I got a little better. 
uh, got re then I relapsed, uh, began to lose sense of taste and smell. Loved to eat Italian food. Suddenly, everything tasted like crap. I, I just did not enjoy eating anymore. Mm -hmm. uh, and suddenly, the hospitals were full of people. It was too late. And I don't. I'm not a big doctor guy. I don't go to the doctor when I skin my knee or or if my knee falls off. I probably wouldn't figure out yeah. a way to. Patch I go it. to I go to them for like what they specialize in if it if it's relevant in my situation. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right, that's right. And 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 there there were no tests for. It, the tests weren't even there for COVID at that time. Uh, so I nursed it, but then the, everything shut down in Tampa, Florida. It became a ghost town. The uh, the gym shut down. My pool closed. Even our little work weight room in the condo closed. And so I didn't have my normal places to work out. I felt horrible as the spring wore on that year, 2020. And uh, looking at all the horrible doom and gloom news and feeling bad. And uh, so... I became very familiar with Netflix and my sofa, and I, <laughs> I, I, I declined in my my conditioning. I deconditioned my body. Well, uh, I mean, how sick how sick were you? Like, were you in a position where there's no way you could train anyhow, or is it like if a gym was open, or if you were if you wanted to go for a run on the street, you could have like maybe I would, I would have forced myself to because I, that's of the ilk I was. In fact, during one time, I wanted to swim, so I went to the I went to the, uh, the the Hillsborough River, ran th runs through downtown Tr Tampa, right behind this, the uh, Amelie Arena where the hockey team plays there. Mm -hmm. And I went there and swam, but I was weak. I remember getting in the river and doing what's normal for me. You know, I could swim two and a half miles in San Francisco Bay in the freezing cold and swimming in the river and thinking I might drown, you know. Mm. And uh, so it was, You're pretty it was uncomfortable. Still. Yeah, I, I knew something, something's wrong with me. It's not, mm. this is just not right. and. So to compound that, my apartment had a lot of black mold in it because I, it had been oh. flooded. It had been flooded from a broken hot water heater line, and so it was coming out of the vents and everywhere. Maintenance staff was uh, was uh, kind of stretched thin or not non-existent during that time. Everything even, most places don't even understand that or, or yeah, that's an right. issue, and then it doesn't affect everyone the same way based on genetics and a variety of things. So it's like people just kind of so look sure. at you like you're crazy if you start pointing. They're like, yeah, every place is moldy. What do you, what do you want us to do? Yeah, <laughs> I was doing Zoom calls. I was starting a new technology company, some technology I designed, and I had a group of people that worked with me remote, and we were doing Zoom calls. They said, Lee, you look, your lips are blue, and you look sort of blue on the screen. And uh, <laughs> I said, I'm, I'm having trouble breathing, you know? And so one of the guys is a part-time EMT, and he said, Lee, get you a pulse oximeter. And I checked, and I was like, uh-oh, <laughs> this is the low 80s. Really? He said, he you said, you're, supposed call, the low 80s? you're supposed to call the, the, the uh, EMTs. You're supposed to call 911 at that level. And I was like, I'd kind of gotten used to living with it. Uh, <laughs> I, I, went, I finally had to go to the hospital. I went to the ER. Your lungs are a mess. That was his official uh, description uh, from that. And he said, uh, they gave me prednisone and some antibiotics, which I hate, and uh, and uh, some some uh, albuterol inhaler and sent me home. And, uh, you know, the prednisone, uh, the, the steroids will help for a period of time. And so it helped long enough for me to move out and move to Sarasota where I met you. Uh, but then I, I hit I hit the wall again. I declined once they, I got over the prednisone. And I got worse. And I went back to the ER. They said, you've still got double pneumonia and uh, you're in a mess. So then they sent me to a pulmonologist in Sarasota. And uh, the, the story of the pulmonologist, he, he wanted to do one thing. 
give me a biopsy, a surgical biopsy. I said, can't you just stick a needle in there and figure it He said, we want to find out what's causing this. Well, we've got, I've got, I'm diagnosed with pulmonary fibrosis. They diagnosed it as end stage, meaning I have one to three years left to live without a lung transplant. And he said, he said, we want to do a biopsy. I said, well, what will that do to help me cure? He said, nothing, but we'll know what it is. I said, well, we know it's idiopathic pulmonary fibrosis. As much as I'd love to satisfy your curiosity. (laughs) He said, you'd be in the hospital four days and it'd be an incision into your lung. And and so I did some study. I said, those things are horrible. They're huge complications. It's invasive. And I said, I'm not going to do it. And he got furious with me. Um, And uh, he he, almost, so they prescribed me oxygen. A couple of things that I noticed in that is that they didn't talk about my nutrition. They They didn't even talk to me about how to use oxygen. I had an oxygen tank. They didn't talk to me about how to use it. They didn't talk to me about our breathing mechanics. You and I spoke when we talked about it back in the in the chairs at the, in the uh, John's uh, Advanced Rejuvenation Center in Sarasota. We talked about Wim Hof breathing. Mm-hmm. Okay, and I think I told you about my little event back before I, COVID. I, I, our audience, I have a note here that we need to talk about that at some point because I think uh, everyone will get a kick out of it. <laughs> about well, I'll talk about it now. I you know the. Uh, um, I had learned some things about breathing uh, because I, I drowned myself using the Wim Hof technique. And uh, since then, uh, I've seen that Patrick McKeon and Wim Hof say, don't ever do this at home without somebody watching over you. And so you weren't the I only swam, one, Lee. You weren't the <laughs> only one. <laughs> I, swam, I swam every morning in a pool on the 23rd floor of my apartment in downtown Tampa. It was a beautiful place to swim. I'd go out and I'd, I'd do the David Goggins thing, embrace the suck by dumping cold water on myself under the shower. And then I'd, and then I'd do a Wim Hof and ex- exhaust the air from my lungs and hold that for a minute. And then I'd get in and I'd swim underwater several lengths of the pool without any air. And I, I thought, several you know, lengths? Hypoc- yeah, I would go this down, a 20, back, 25 down. meter pool? Well, that's not that long. No, it wasn't a 25 meter pool. This is a, this is a, a condo pool. Okay. I mean, so I know you're. I know you're a gangster, but I was like, if you were swimming no, multiple lengths of a 25 no, meter pool, I was no, about no, to be no. like, I had no idea, Lee. <laughs> no, this is this is a 15 meter pool. Okay, know, all but, right. So, and, so and, impressive. Uh, yeah, yeah, and and it was. Uh, but I noticed this time I'd taken a little too long because I'd gone to dump my cold water on me after, and I, my lungs were empty, and I went, I got, got in, I swam, and I met, made that turn underwater, and I just remember everything feeling really slow. Like I was swimming in peanut butter, and uh, and and then the next thing I knew, I was, I thought I was underwater in a boat. I was looking through like a what looked like a portal, or a washing machine, or something like that. It was a round portal, and I could see a water splashing, and uh, and I realized I was on on the bottom of the pool. I I had fainted, and because my lungs were in the Wim Hof method, you exhaust, you yeah. exhale everything. So I was in the water with empty lungs. So rather than blow out, I opened my mouth and sucked in water and uh, oh. and sank to the bottom. And I I fought with every fiber of my being to get to the top of the pool. And and when I finally broke the surface, I just remember it's like forever. I finally broke the surface. I couldn't get air in because my lungs were full of water. Oh so I went back. God. I went back under, and I oh. found this. The ledge I'm on the side anxiety. of the pool. Oh, no. oh God. Oh, yeah, it's, it, I carry that with me today. I, I found the ledge on the side of the pool, and I pulled myself up again. This time, I, I got some water on my lungs, and I got a side of a, sort of a breath, and I clambered to the side of the pool. 
and I hugged the pool and I finally climbed out of the pool and lied there. I'm the only guy there, you know, they yeah, may have, no one, if, if no they could have right. found me, you know, when the security guard made the rounds at 9 a.m. that morning, they'd have found me on the bottom of the pool. But by some miracle, Holy cow. I, I lay on the side of that pool just saying, oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God. It was the most the scariest moment of my life, and I carried it with me for a while. So in early 2022, almost out of nowhere, I started experiencing massive changes in my body and mental health. My hair was thinning and falling out faster than ever before. I was experiencing mood fluctuations, I was putting on body fat, losing strength and muscle mass. I was even having a harder time remembering certain people's names and things that I knew I knew. My face looked older and I had more wrinkles and there was a noticeable decrease in my sex drive. And then one of the guests that I had on our podcast introduced me to a product called BioPro Plus that naturally boosts your IGF-1 and human growth hormone levels. If you haven't listened to that episode, go back and check out episode 265 on how to increase HGH, boost libido, and experience 68% better recovery with Dustin Baker. BioPro Plus contains a combination of powerful natural ingredients for boosting HGH, human growth hormone, and IGF-1, like elk antler, tribulus, and shilajit, all in their purest and most potent forms. What's interesting is elk antlers are the only mammalian appendage capable of continuous regeneration. These antlers grow an inch or more per day and have the fastest growth rate of any organ in the animal kingdom. I started taking one glass vial every morning and holding it under my tongue for 90 seconds before swallowing. And before I'd even finished my first kit, I was getting compliments on my skin and how I looked five to 10 years younger. You can even go back and look at some of my social media videos from earlier this year and you'll see how big of a difference there is. Since then, my energy has increased. I feel more motivated. My libido and sex drive came back. I've been losing fat. I'm stronger and recovering faster from my workouts and my hair is coming in thicker and it even stopped falling out. If my story resonates with you, I highly recommend you try BioPro Plus for yourself. When you feel it, you'll understand what I'm talking about. And for a limited time, you can save $30 on your order by going to bioproteintech.com and entering discount code biohacks. That's B-I-O-P-R-O-T-E-I-N-T-E-C-H.com and discount code B-I-O-H-A-C-K-S. Now back to the show. I'm like so curious about the different phases of this because I, I wonder often how it feels when we're dying and if yeah. like our body has ways of sort of easing that transition. But then there's, yeah. there, there's obviously the dichotomy of there are, there are moments where you can fight for your life. You know, like you, like, yeah. did you feel a little bit when you were at the bottom and you were kind of in almost a, a, a sort of a, a dreamlike state looking through that portal did you feel like very relaxed and you're like, Oh, this is no. nice. And then there was a part of you that was like, Oh shit, I'm dying right now. <laughs> I, I don't, if I did feel that, that peaceful, easy feeling, I didn't know it. I've got an uncle. My uncle died many years ago. He was on the merchant Marines. And I mean, he, he but he, he, he drowned overboard in a ship one time and he told about dying and he said, drowning was the most peaceful experience. That's what I've heard. It, it, was, it wasn't for me. No, <laughs> it was, it was a fight because yeah. I knew it was a time, you know, maybe that's yeah. it, but it was a fight for my life with everything I could possibly muster, every bit of strength I could muster. And, uh, it was, uh, you know, it, it was, it was maybe a harbinger of things to come that, uh, I would, I would have to once again fight for breath and fight for my life, 
which is what I, wow. what I did, you know, after, uh, you know, once it, you know, back in the, you know, beginning of 2021, when I, I met you that spring or summer, uh, I had been diagnosed with pulmonary fibrosis. I'd been given an oxygen tank, not told what to do with it, you know, and, uh, but it, then all of a sudden, Anthony, I saw myself differently. I didn't see myself as the athlete, you know, you know, younger than my chronological age. I saw myself as the old guy, the old geezer pushing a green oxygen tank. That's fascinating. And, and I went down, down, down. I went, I went like you're, home. You're, you, you, you started fulfilling your identity. Oh, absolutely. I mean, you know, everything began to, you know, and, and, and so I sat on the sofa and I, I, I binge watched everything there was to watch on TV and, and stayed on the sofa, you know, and <laughs> my, my, I never closed a ring on, for a year. I never closed the rings on my Apple watch. I never, I didn't exercise. I didn't move. I just sat there. I'd get up in the morning. It was just so hard. I couldn't look, I couldn't walk 20 steps with six liters of oxygen, maximum flow of oxygen. Uh, I'd walk 20 steps and have to stop and rest for like two minutes. I had to pay dog walkers to walk my dogs. I, I'd order groceries from Instacart and they'd deliver them to my door and I'd tread it because I didn't have to put them up in the cabinets. And it was, right. it was freaking brutal. I mean, it was just I mean, you, this, was, this so was exhausting. Legit. This, 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 this wasn't like a depressive episode. You had, well, no, you were no. physically incapable. Physically incapable. And, and, and from a depression standpoint, even during those days, I would, I don't say I was that depressed. Um, I would, I would, uh, you know, I would medicate a little bit of that with medical cannabis, which I was mm -hmm. had a prescription for that. I don't use that anymore. I found that it made me actually medical cannabis made me more depressed and actually heightened anxiety sometimes for me. You know, yeah, uh, I did have, stuff. I did have, I had some severe oxygen anxiety because I couldn't, one time I went two weeks without a shower. Okay. Because it was just too hard. First of all, I couldn't take the oxygen off in the shower. And then second of all, I couldn't bear to put my head under the water and the shower was in an oh. inner room in my bathroom. So the thought of, I thought the whole place was just going to, cave in on me. I mean, I was like, I had such extreme claustrophobia. You yeah, know, I was, water, you know, water trauma. Oh God. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know how much yeah. it's from, from the pool or how much it from just not being able to breathe. But, but, and that's when I, I met you because I was going to Dr. John Lawrence's. And if you recall, he had about 15, 20 steps. He was on the second floor of that building. Mm -hmm. I, I really came up close and personal with, uh, what death is going to be about. And I'm, I, you know, while I've been raised as a Christian, I've explored all sorts of uh, spiritual paths. And I would call myself more of a, a Zen Buddhist who knows Jesus, you know, mm -hmm. and, uh, and, uh, and, and loves the Bible. Uh, yeah. But, but I'm, I meditated a lot on death. And that's a cool thing is to it meditate is. on our own death and become yeah. okay with the peace of it. I knew I'd be, I'd be okay because it's either lights out and I won't know it or either it's, I'm wow, this is cool, you know, mm -hmm. and I'll know that, you know, but my main worry was who's going to take care of my dogs. You know, my, yep. my two little dogs have been with me for 16 years since they were born. And so that was, that was the plight. It was a, it was a rough place, but somewhere in the late, late part of that year, I made the decision. This is not going to happen. I've got, I'm, I'm going to turn this corner and I began to strengthen my meditation practice and my visualization. And I said, mm -hmm. I'm going to fight this thing. And I began to, I mean, you saw me at Dr. Lawrence's and I was fighting then. Mm -hmm. I was trying everything. In the back of my book that I just wrote, Matter of Life and Breath, there are 
there's a table back there. And I was able to narrow it down to 54 things on that table, 54 different supplements and methods like pulse electromagnetic frequency, um, you name it, everything that I tried for helping me to recover. And I've given them all a rating, you know, a one to five star rating. Uh, and, uh, you know, because I, I tried a lot of things and, mm -hmm. you know, and, and some things worked, some things helped, some things didn't, you know, and, and uh, um, so. So that that's the, the most important thing. So for me was when I, be, I mean, I, I first had to get off the sofa and move. And, uh, uh, you know, for, for people who, you know, that's the key. You know, if I look at in, in, in the book I wrote, uh, I say there there's seven, seven things that I did that helped me to, uh, to recover. And, and uh, you know, just, you know, in summary, those are the first was mindset. You have to make a have to. I had to make a decision. I'm going to be. Am I going to be lying here a sick old man, or am I going to be a warrior? Am I going to attack this, or am I going to wait on wait on somebody to cure me? Okay. Am I going to advocate for myself, or am I going to wait on some doctor to get fix me? And now, uh, when you when yeah. you and I met, were you? Because I picked up on the warrior spirit in you when we were yeah. both in those chairs talking. Right. Is that where you were at that point in time, or yeah? Yeah, I was I was early in it, but I was still I declined more after you saw me there. Yeah. I declined more uh just um my lungs got worse mm -hmm. over the next few months, it, it it seemed, and my conditioning got worse. And so what was the while point? I had that warrior spirit, what, that? What, what was the point where it hit you know, tell your rock bottom. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Where it's like yeah. it stopped declining and it started going the other direction. Do you remember it's, that moment? It, it, yeah, yeah, it was in November. I found a new healthcare practitioner. She wasn't even a, an MD. She was working for an MD and she's a nurse practitioner. And she had intellectual curiosity. Sometimes they're the she, best. <laughs> they are. She, my first, my pulmonary my pulmonologist, I haven't named him, but he was 100 pounds overweight. He was wheezing and sweating and he was angry about everything. And he had this <laughs> awful bedside manner. I was like, yeah, I'm not going to do anything he says to do. Yeah, it's, but, it's but, only but, in that industry where we like take advice from people who are clearly sick. Isn't that true? And that's, I, yeah, I, I, there's a whole lot I do. I, I did studies for that in the insurance industry of if someone, why if someone, doctor, why, which doctors get sued. Yeah, you know, exactly. A doctor can be a doctor can be an absolute hack and have a good bedside manner, and nobody sues him. And yeah. you can get this imperious surgeon who thinks he's God's gift to surgery, and he's 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 misplaces a stitch. And he sues for medical malpractice. Yeah. You know, so it's it's about bedside matter. There's an article that came out a few days ago that uh, people like chatbots better than they like doctors. There's a great article that chat says chatbots. Absolutely. <laughs> and, and I designed a chatbot for health oh, and wellness so, a few so years ago. It's great, man. They like chatbots better than doctors. That's what I like about nurse practitioners. And uh, the nurse nurse practitioner that worked with me, she actually wrote the foreword for my book. And she nice. described me as you know she said you know i can't believe this guy's got any hope for anything he looked really bad you know mm -hmm. she described how bad i was but but what happened anthony is she said she listened to me she asked a lot of questions and she said okay looks like you've had some long covid type things we don't know whether that's a real deal or not but you've had some lingering effects from covid we've got a protocol for that and she put me on ivermectin and she nice. put me on uh uh something called LDN, low dose naltrexone. Ah, good stuff. 
low dose naltrexone. Now, high dose naltrexone is for opiate and alcohol. And it's, yeah. they've had miraculous cures on it. And in Europe, low dose, low dose naltrexone is, has been widely used for COVID too, long, because it's an anti-inflammatory. Yeah, there's a there's an LDN web, web webcast about it, uh, and the LD, two ladies who do a podcast about all kinds of miraculous things occur with LDN. I've been on LDN low dose naltrexone for two years now, you know, and it's uh, that's the only pharmaceutical that I've found that I've kept and I've taken. That's hilarious. Consistently. I'm, I'm, I'm building out a protocol for people that are dealing with chronic fatigue and brain fog and, and some of uh -huh. these long, you know, long health issues. And the right. only, the only pharmaceutical that I've got on there is low dose naltrexone. No kidding. No kidding. Yeah. Dude, that's funny. Dude, I, was, I, I was just I building out it. today. I'm still working and, on it. Uh, and you also have amazingly beautiful dreams. You know, it's, you dream, you <laughs> dream just, the dreams are wonderful and there's no, uh, but, but here's what it did. I didn't, I would occasionally enjoy having a beer last year yeah, or a glass of wine. And it's like, why bother? I've got so much low-dose naltrexone in my system. Can't even get a buzz anymore. So I just <laughs> dropped it all by the wayside, you know, decided not to spend that money. But, yeah. Uh, but yeah, that's, but this nurse practitioner, she worked with me in collaboration. She gave me this. She then went away and we came back together. Everything was on Zoom calls. And uh, we came back together a couple weeks later. She had done more research. And uh, I had somebody I felt like I was in collaboration with, and it gave me uh, so something important. where I felt I, I felt I felt some hope. And then I began to work out, and I was I was I've got I've tracked all my body metrics, my heart rate, and everything for the last several years. Okay, so I can look at graphs and see Anthony back in when I first started working with Ashley uh, Dunmar, this nurse, in December of 2021. My walking heart rate average was 115. Okay, that's high. I used to run at that level. It was 115. And uh, my resting heart rate was in the mid, mid to high 70s. You know, today, my walking heart rate, and that was, by the way, that was with oxygen, was 115. And at rest was in the mid, mid to high 70s with oxygen uh, supplementation. Today, my walking heart rate, I walk four miles every day without oxygen, okay? And my walking heart rate is 82. Wow. My my resting heart rate has gone from mid to high 70s to 49 or 50. I'm at the athletic level of heart, resting heart rate once again. You know, I, my sleeping heart rate is 50. And uh, my heart rate variability is peaking. You know, it's in the 80s. Uh, That's fantastic. Uh, all my... And, and because I, I, I track everything, I track, I can look at this. It's so funny. I can look at a, 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 a two graphs. They're in my book. Actually, I took pictures, screenshots of my, 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 uh, my Apple health app. And the screenshot shows a 12 month, 12 month uh, of, of the, of my increase in starting at, you know, about 10 minutes of exercise a day up to about two hours of exercise a day over a year. And then it shows nice. another graph that says walking heart rate 115 down to 82. You can compare nice. these side by side and see that correlation. Uh, you can see the correlation in my sleep scores of when I started and my sleep scores. Now, I'm in the 90, 98th and 99th percentile of all SleepWatch users. I use the SleepWatch app, you know, and it measures my oxygen saturation. And it measures my, my uh, heart rate variability. My percent. This is a phone app? Yeah, it's, it's an Apple Watch app. 
Okay, so so your Apple Watch is measuring your blood oxygen saturation throughout the night. It does. Oh, that's long. pretty cool. I, I've got. I, I just got a sleep oximeter because I want to yeah. track my blood oxygen throughout the night. I'm like the only psycho doing that, but it's it's that's usually cool. to, to optimize. Uh, you'll, you'll probably be 98 or 99, dude. I, I, mean, I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. Yeah. But it's like you know, it's it's normally when you're like optimizing different. Uh, different medical devices and that sort of thing. But that's, that's, I didn't know the Apple watch did that. That's really, it does. It, 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 let me tell you, it sucks for if you're active, it's, it's practically useless when you're active. It doesn't measure when you're walking, either. you know, mm-hmm. use a pulse oximeter for your finger mm-hmm. or one of these, uh, well, you makes a pulse ring, a uh, pulse oximeter that goes on a ring. For yeah. you. But, but the main, main thing I study is I, as I do, you know, I've, I've done heart rate variability. I mean, heart rate zone training, Mm-hmm. for years yeah. you know that's how i trained for iron man you know high intensity interval training rev the heart rate every day i want to i want to spend you know at least 30 minutes every day in the yellow and red zone okay and i do that now, what, what, what zone is is that zone two so that's going to be that's going to be greater you know yellow zone is 85 percent or better of maximum heart rate and then uh 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 the red zone is going to be up at you know, so for me, my maximum heart rate as a 65 year old man is supposed to be about 155. Okay. Mm-hmm. So I will, the day when I was on the bicycle and the gym training, my, I was doing high intensity or Tabata sets, which mm-hmm. are high intensity interval sets, and my heart rate would get up to 134. Okay. And I want to, I want to, I want to, yeah. And that's, that's in the, that's getting into the red zone. Okay. I want it at least in the, 120, 118 to 120 level, which would be in the yellow zone. Okay, and and the the graphs I get, and you can see those. I'll send you a copy, a free copy of my book. At, uh, yeah, I'd love to check it out. You can see these. You can see these screenshots of 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 how you know. I just love the data, you know, and and probably I'm OCD about it, uh, but I know that the, the fe- biofeedback of this, like my sleep watch capability, the biofeedback of that has got me where sleep is a sacred event for me. Hmm. I mean, I, I go to bed at night and, and I have to, I, I had, I, I, my, my bedtime ritual is so sacred. You know, if a lady comes over and visits me in my neighborhood, I'm a single man. I'm like, you gotta go. Your neighborhood. You gotta leave. I'm, <laughs> you, you gotta leave. It's eight 45. I'm starting to prepare for bed. I go to bed. <laughs> I, I, I go to my bedroom. My dogs and I go to my bedroom. I do some Reiki healing for my dogs. I then do a, I do, I do a, a breathing exercise, and then I do a meditation, okay? And then I, I lay down, and uh, and I go to sleep, and I literally fall asleep within, like, two minutes of lying down. And I wake up once to pee, and uh, and then wake up in the morning at about 6 a.m. without, never with an alarm clock, no devices in my bedroom, no Wi-Fi anywhere near me, those such things. You know, I do wear the device on my wrist, you know, and, uh, but, but uh, you know, sleep is... It's so critical to me, and I—that's I, one of the key. You know, the, the, I said the seven, and I got off track. Seven things: mindset, attacking your weight. Uh, second is vision goals, having a, a vision of health, a strong vision, and then activating that vision and that plan. Okay. Then third item is meditation and mindfulness for health. Okay. And then the th- fourth was breath training. I've studied breath training deeply. I've read James Nestor's book. Uh, breath, and I've read Patrick McKeon's book, Oxygen Advantage. I've read a book called Jaws, which is an excellent book. On And if anybody's got children, read the book Jaws. Make sure your kids are not mouth breathers. 
Okay, mouth breathing is is a peril of modern society, mm-hmm. and uh, so so th- you know those are the uh, and that, so after breath training is only then do, can we really exercise, and then we focus on sleep and then nutrition and fasting. I'm an intermittent faster. I've been doing intermittent fasting 16 hours a day for four, over four years now. Yeah, you know, I love it. I love that. Just I eat once a day, really. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a four four hour feeding, four to five hour feeding, rather. But but uh, um, anyway, um, I'm talking it. a lot. The, no, the no, one this, thing is, that, this is great. One thing I'll mention though that I forgot to mention on going to sleep is I tape my lips shut every night. You know, Me too. Uh, in the U.S. in the U.S. today, we spend seven billion dollars on CPAP mm-hmm. machines. And we destroy the love lives of a lot of people uh, because you can't you can't have a love life with this big old rhinoceros thing on your head. No. And, uh, and, I, and, I, and I, generally, the things that do the work for our body don't don't tend to be great in the long term. Boom, boom. So true. That's I am convinced that so pulmonary fibrosis, which I have, uh, is is a called a progressive disease. They say everybody says it just continues to get worse. And I say bullshit. I call bullshit on that. It gets worse because people accept that diagnosis and they 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 decondition themselves. They stop moving. They stop. And and if look, if I got scarring in my lungs, that's what that is. Then okay, then I'm gonna make sure that every possible millimeter of my lungs gets used by fully expanding my chest. There's some great studies on breath training that will help you. I mean, and I do breath training. Morning and night, and uh, that helps immensely. Nasal breathing helps immensely, building up nitrous oxide through nasal breathing and humming. Uh, huge, huge for endothelial function. All, all this is, you know, it's like Dr. Greger, and I know Dr. Brandy last week when you interviewed him, he talked about Dr. Greger's book, How Not to Die. Mm-hmm. Love that book. Love that book. And Dr. Greger said, I mean, look here, the four horsemen of death. In America, the cancer and cancer and heart disease, the diabetes and Alzheimer's. A heart healthy diet is a lung healthy diet is a brain healthy diet. And you know, I'm a, I'm the ultimate carnivore. Raised in South Carolina, bow hunted deer and mm. wild pigs. Had big old slab of meat on the table every meal, centerpiece mm. of the meal. And you know, today I'm 98% vegetarian. And really? My, and my diet, yeah, yeah. I changed my diet. How, how does that line up ago. with your uh, East of Eden book? Uh, East of Eden, you know, it's been so long ago. I don't remember what Jethro Claus said about East of Eden. Uh, I do know that I was uh, one of the great uh, people that I enjoyed back about ten years ago. Is Nora Gadgaudis. Ben Greenfield interviewed her, and it's called uh, Paleos. So. I forget the name of her book now. It's over there, but but it's it was a form of a paleo, and I became was she nourishing I, nourishing traditions? Uh, no, say, nursing, uh, Nur- nourishing nourishing traditions. No, it's a I've had primal, Nora prim, primal body, primal mind. Yes, yes, primal I've, body, primal I've mind. Had, I've had Nora on as well, and I'm like, have you really? Uh, yeah, she wrote she wrote one of those paleo books. She's actually yeah, great. Yeah, she's she, fantastic. She's she's fantastic. I love her stuff. Yeah, and I I, I haven't gone back to refresh sharp. myself on it, but. I just found that I was eating too much meat and uh, my body has felt a lot better. My energy is freaking amazing. I mean, look, dude, I still got the doctors would look at me and say he has end stage pulmonary fibrosis. And, you know, I walk I walk four miles a day. I work Mm -hmm. out in the gym 
six or seven days a week. Uh, I ride yesterday. I swam in the pool, got out of the pool, rode my bike for 30 minutes hard, got off the bike, put an oxygen tank on my back and ran, ran interval sprints, you know, for, for 20 minutes. With you an know? oxygen tank on your back? The, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. this is great. And, and, you got and a, then, you, and then, a um, film crew. <laughs> I, 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 uh, I, I put a, a video on several, I do a lot of activity with pulmonary fibrosis support groups on, on Facebook because there's so many people just waiting on the next doctor visit, waiting on the next trial yeah. or the next cure, and they're dying slowly. Mm -hmm. Okay, I got kicked out of a Zoom group. I got asked to leave the Zoom group because I was too healthy and I was making the other members uncomfortable because I was so, I was, I was doing well. And they were all laying in recliners, you know, just talking about, you know, complaining about everything. And I, I would come in and spend their ears back with what I just got off the bike doing. Or I, I, I put a video on Facebook on a well-known pulmonary fibrosis website. And it was a picture of me doing box jumps on a 24-inch box, okay, oxygen tank on my back. And I'm doing box jumps, standing flat-footed, jumping on top of the box. And uh, I was like... This is cool. I can do this shit still, you know. Yeah. And uh, they they deleted my they deleted my my uh, my post because I violated the rules. Uh, oh my gosh! By posting the video at the right wrong place, but I get I get <laughs> hundreds and hundreds. I post my stuff all the time on these court groups, and I managed to I facilitate two groups, uh, international groups. Guy was on, just off off one this morning. We had two people from Europe on it, a couple people from here in the U.S. And we, we meet on Zoom weekly, and there are people who are struggling with pulmonary fibrosis. And so that's that's my purpose in life is carrying a message of hope to people. That's why I wrote the book. You know, the book I think cost me money to publish. I'll never make a penny off that book. And whatever I make, I'm donating to the Pulmonary Fibrosis Foundation. You know, the book is there because there's a message that can help people whether they got cancer. In fact, it's so similar to Dr. Brady's stuff. I was like, dang, cancer, pulmonary fibrosis. The basics are the basics of what we got to do to be healthy and live mm -hmm. long. Mm -hmm. And your book is is a matter of life and breath. My seven step guide to overcoming uh, overcoming finish finish it for me. Uh, <laughs> near, my seven step guide to overcoming COVID near, and pulmonary fibrosis. Near death from long COVID and pulmonary. <laughs> my writing yeah. was terrible. <laughs> I started doing <laughs> the sideways thing down down the side of the page. There it is. There, there it you is. go. A matter of life my, and breath. My first book. My first book ever. And. Uh, I wrote it in uh, a few months. I wrote it. I wrote it, Anthony. That alone super impressive, especially from where you were at. Yeah, writing well, books and stuff. Well, I just I had so much in in my spirit. I'm so filled with excitement that this shit is. You can heal this shit. We don't have to die. We don't have to accept this three to five year diagnosis. You know, and I know people, and I know lots of friends who had the diagnosis for 10, 12 years. You know, I I've been asked often. Well, why aren't you on the lung transplant list, Lee? I said, let me tell you something. Um, okay, I, I talked to them. They said, you can get another five years of life. I said, what the hell? What am I going to do, watch Netflix for five more years? You know, yeah. I mean, uh, the I, lung, lung transplants are okay, and they're great if your lungs have gotten to that point. But for me, I'm far more terrified of being cut open and going through months in a hospital and, and then I, I'm not more afraid of that than I am of dying. Yeah. I'm okay with dying. There's a lot we that could go there. wrong that isn't really discussed in those scenarios. Now, when oh. you were when you were kind of building yourself back up, 
did you just start walking and then add distance and add yes. distance? Yes. Because right. like it's yes, and I'm and I'm curious, did you what a lot of people do when they've when they're experiencing a new you know situation that's become kind of chronic is they push themselves too much and then they're exhausted. And they Thanks for saying that. Out. Yeah. Like, can you can you tell us a little bit about that process and how you had sure. to curtail things and make the right adjustments? Yeah, I think that's so important too because I can intimidate folks because I'm doing so much, and they say, "Well, hell, I'll never be there." Right. I, look, I couldn't walk to my bathroom, people. I yeah. couldn't walk to my bathroom. You know, I couldn't bend over and tie my shoes or leash my dogs. You know, I paid dog walkers, but I started. I was making. I was. I, that's another graph I can look at and what my steps counts were. My step counts in December of 2021 were about a thousand steps a day. Hmm. Today, the, today I'm already at about 10,000 steps. Okay. Nice. But, but it took, I get, set a goal for getting 3000 steps a day by the end of January. And I didn't make it that year, but hmm. by February I was there. Okay? <laughs> Just 3000 steps a day. And then, and I hired a woman to train me as, as in the gym. And I had to fire her because I was so embarrassed. She put me on, this is when I was starting out, put me on the stationary bicycle. I'd ride for two minutes and almost faint. I was even, I had an oxygen concentrator with me and I couldn't stand it. I couldn't do it. Uh, I, uh, I, so working out in the gym, strength training was out of the question. I dropped from 185 pounds of, you know, pure muscle to 150 pounds. I looked like a, a prisoner of war. You know, was, I looked horrible. This, and, this uh, makes it feel more attainable for people, like yeah, knowing yeah. That, that you were setting these goals and you're missing them. And then you're yeah. like, I need a trainer. And then you're like, I can't do any of this. Yeah, I'm embarrassed. I'm yeah. embarrassed. I couldn't bear it. She'd come to my apartment. It'd take her 20 minutes to get me downstairs to the gym. You know, she'd help me walk me down the stairs. Uh, it was uh, it was it was horrible. And so it was it was a gradual, very gradual walking, walking and walking is so healthy for us. Even if it's slow walking, it's the endothelial function. Our lymph system, drainage system is in our muscles. And so when we move those muscles, those big massive muscles used in walking, we're automatically expressing that lymph system, moving that, that fluid around. That's the sewage system, you know? And so, so the walking is so critical for people. Just get up and move, get up and walk It, it is the first step. And, and then fig figure out how, like know where you're at. How many steps are you getting per day? You have Boom. to know. And then right, you got to set a goal. A lot of yes. people, like even advanced biohackers who have been listening to this podcast for years may not be doing right. that. You know, right. frankly, right. I haven't been wearing my my aura ring or, or anything. Uh -huh. I don't know how many steps I'm getting right now per day. Right. I should know yeah. that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Hearing, hearing this, that allows you to actually track and monitor and as as the old uh adage goes what gets measured gets managed dang you know? right dang right it, there's, you know there's a dopamine release there's that feel good hormone when i get the ding on my watch my watch right now boom mm -hmm. i've made all my rings for the day i've, I've gotten you know i've, I've, I've stood 12 out of, tw of my tw target 12 hours i've got 127 minutes of exercise in today i've moved 755 calories and i've taken 10,030 steps today Nice. You know, and, and I track those things because it feels good to say I'm accomplishing things. I can look back and see an unbroken streak of closing those rings. And, and that's is those little small goals are the key. You, I mean, you nailed it there. And, and that, that applies to exercise. It applies to sleep, nutrition, everything. Uh, and that's, you know, this.
that's what's worked for me. It's uh, what, what, was there a big breakthrough with exercise or was it showing up every day, figuring out where you're at and just trying to make a little bit of an improvement or some days just checking sure. the box? I, I joined an anytime fitness, you know, and there was uh because there was nobody around I had to look at, you know, me carry my oxygen tank in the gym. And, um, I figured I could get in there and not be embarrassed, you know, and there was a couple of old geezers <laughs> in there. on their way out of business. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. There wasn't many people. It was dark in there. And, and I started there and I started there about a year ago. I joined that gym and I worked out there for about three months and I got stronger. I do little things. I got strong. Now I go to a, a crunch fit, crunch fitness, which is a mega fitness place. Huge. Everybody there has got biceps bigger than my waist. You know, the girls there are awesome. Every woman, you know, the women are, are beautiful. The men are all tattooed up and big. And I'm the guy, old guy, Karen. I'm the only guy I've ever seen in the gym with oxygen tank. You know, <laughs> and I, I wear it with pride. You know, I work out. I have so many people come up to me and say, oh, you're an inspiration. I say, oh, go screw yourself. <laughs> I don't hear that shit. <laughs> I'm not an inspiration. I'm just working out and keep them dying. Yeah. yeah. But, uh, but but it's I'm over, uh, I'm but, over but, here but, just but, just living life. Yeah yeah. So so that's uh. So the uh, oxygen tank is something that is helpful for you right now. It's not because yeah. I'm I'm listening to you and I'm like that sounds like a very cool training technique. You know, running sprints yeah, with an oxygen tank and I do sure. saunas and I I do saunas and breathe and meditate. Like right. I'll I'll use the uh, adaptive contrast machine from from Libo right. too. I'll fill right. that up while I fire up the sauna, and then I'll do rounds of breath work and meditation in the sauna while oh, that's we're cool. in, you know ninety wow. percent oxygen. Um, yeah. So I'm hearing you doing that, and I'm like, he's a level ahead of me. This guy's innovating. I like it. <laughs> I, I think it's a, it's a secret weapon. Eh? That's why I'm proud of it. Look look on this NFL sidelines yeah. at, at between plays. You see the guys putting the mask on. They're mm-hmm. coming to the sidelines because. And there's very little research out there that shows that where people measure, no one measures what's normal, what's normal drop in oxygen saturation for an athlete. No for one a stud measures. Athlete. That, you that's can't why I'm starting to measure it during sleep. I'm like, it's so important. We got to measure it, this. It's critical. And and I would venture to say that everybody, I know that I used to do hypoxic training. I used mm-hmm. to do hypoxic training, back training for the Ironman. It was part of Ben Greenfield's plan for the race in the Ironman. You had to do them in the pool. and. Uh, Hypoxic training is good, and I know I desaturate precipitously when I when I run. Okay, and, but I've got this oxygen. You know, five liters of oxygen it helps keep me from crashing. And then when I stop, if I'm doing intervals, then I'm getting some good oxygen, and I can recover quickly. The most important thing is to watch my heart rate and say, I mean, shit. You know, I'm, I have to work. I've gotten in such much better shape by just being consistent about doing it that now I have to work harder and harder to get my heart rate into the red zone. Mm. It's no longer easy for just my heart rate to sudden spike up there quickly. I have to push myself to, to redline it. And that's the key. My heart is, 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 I'm 65 years old and my heart's as strong or stronger than it's ever been. I'm hearing a story of consistency and dogged, yeah. dogged determination. Right. Yeah. Here. And, and yeah. a willingness to track and monitor things. Yeah. Like, yeah, like, true. like a confluence of, of, of all that, you know, coming yeah. together. And, um, I'm, I'm curious, like, I'm going to ask you in just a second about some of the, the other big turning points or stuff that's really helped you, you know, and, and I know people that want to go deeper on this, they should, if you're enjoying this conversation, pick up, pick up Lee's book, um, a matter of life and breath, uh, available on Amazon and, and, you know, show your support for him coming on and sharing his heart with us today. Um, 
you know, I'm, I'm curious about some of the big turning points or the things where you were like, wow, this, this was like a level up, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. This was, this, this was a cheat code. Um, I also wanted to ask you just out of curiosity before we go to that, have you, have you looked into methylene blue at all? No, I haven't. It's, it's, it's very interesting. Like there's a lot of, um, and I know Dr. John is big on it. So I think he might've even written a book on it, but some of the, the, uh, components and properties of methylene blue that are very interesting. You'll hear people say that it's used as a, a fish tank cleaner and this and that, but it's also an antiparasitic. It also is, um, it, it's an electron donor. It helps your body actually absorb more photonic energy from sunlight. Right. They use right. it in situations where people are experiencing carbon monoxide poisoning and their body is not able to effectively transport oxygen. And so they'll administer okay. methylene blue and and restore um, the body's capacity to to carry and deliver oxygen. So I don't know. I just wanted to mention that. Yeah, for you I'll, to, I'll look into that. I wanted you to send you some, now, now rather, send down rather than you listening to a podcast. I wanted to yeah. send you down a little rabbit hole and and see oh, yeah. if there are some applications for what you're experiencing right now and possibly the use of methylene blue. You can get it from compounding pharmacies and you know working with your Excellent. with your NP, and it may be one of those things that over time increases your oxygen efficiency. And oxygen utilization, along with the breath work and the exercise, you know. So I just, I thought that'd be fun, and you know, I could be wrong. Don't you know? I'm just a, I'm just a podcast host. I'll, I'll, and this put, is it, for I'll put it on my list. Of, only. <laughs> it could be number fifty-five on my list of things, and maybe it'll, it'll get a five-star on there. I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm up in, I'm, I just, uh, I just reinstated serapeptase into my regime a oh, couple weeks ago. Stuff. I love serapeptase. I did it for a couple of years. I used to challenge people. I'd have bike accidents and shit because I was always doing rough stuff. And I challenge people, I say, watch this, I'm going to heal this scar, this this cut, you know, in, in a week. It'll heal in a week because I was on so much serapeptase. I also <laughs> uh, added, uh, because that's going to help with the lung scarring, okay? Yeah. I also added na- uh, natokinase. Is, uh, it's got some studies out on that at, for lung, for helping lung he- uh, healing scars in lungs. Other things I'm using is NAD plus with zinc, which is NAD plus with zinc there's been some studies on that for long. How, how are you function. doing that? Are you doing capsules or, or injection? I'm doing, or? I'm doing the no, I'm doing the capsules of that. Uh, I use a lot of supplements from LifeExtension.com. They they yeah. have old folks stuff. So, so they t- attack me because I'm an AARP guy. And, I, I like but, I like it, Life Extension. We get I, I like we get they, some they of our labs research. for for coaching clients from Life Extension. Oh yeah, they they do great research too. Yeah. and uh, I use something called Healthy Lungs from them, uh, which has got some ashwagandha and different things in it i also use cordyceps mushrooms for my uh for my lungs that's great for increasing oxygenation yeah i'm using the the nad plus that life extension has resveratrol in it i also Mm -hmm. take uh the like doctor what's his name dr brady i i take uh in my morning my my breaking of the fast at 11 a.m i in my oatmeal uh in addition to chia seeds and and uh flax seeds and walnuts. I also add grape skin and seed powder. Mm-hmm. I yeah. add strawberry powder. I add cordyceps mushrooms, and I add blueberry powder to that. And add cinnamon. Cinnamon's excellent for that. You know, there's a there's a wide, broad base of things that I'm doing like that. But I, there's room for one more methylene blue. 
<laughs> maybe you know maybe. Do, do do a little bit bit of digging look I'll, at the research I'll, I'll especially it, yeah. with like carbon monoxide poisoning and how it can a- affect the uh receptor sites and and, and yeah. oxygen binding sites so i like that seropeptase is is fascinating especially like i mean there are people who who, who have difficulty breathing through their nose and mm-hmm. um they start taking seropeptase and it'll clear up sinusitis wow, it, 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 it goes through the body and like digests different different proteins that are circulating through the blood and maybe not nice. supposed to be there it kind of has like that blood cleaning effect um does anything else come out either like mindset wise or habit wise like let, let's say there is someone listening to this that's um that that's really been committed to their health and been searching <laughs> for a long time, mm-hmm. but they're kind of stuck. Yeah. You know what I mean? Okay. Maybe, maybe you yeah. reached a point on your journey where you'd been making a lot of progress and then you plateaued and it was like, mm-hmm. did that happen at all? Or am I, am I, I don't want to put words in your mouth. <laughs> no, no, because I'm, I'm such a moving target. I'm continually listening to guys like you and others and learning things. And I'm continually adding things. Yeah, and yeah. occasionally I'll look at something and say, is that helping? And I'll take it out. And if I don't miss it, I'll leave it off. You know, otherwise it'd have, you put it into action bunch. really, really fast. You right, decide right. whether or not it's a winner or a loser. You discard and, the losers and, and you keep moving on and testing. And I'm things. in tune with my body. I'm in mm-hmm. tune with my body. I watch my metrics and I know whether it's helping me or not. Mm-hmm. You know, NAC, for example, is is something I've taken for a couple of years and I love NAC. NAC mm-hmm. There's a couple of things I will say that are not, uh, you know, habit stacking from Jane, from uh, Atomic Habits, the book of habit stacking, is something critically important for me. I've got a very rigid routine of things. There's some, uh, there's some, a study that was done on a type of exercises to uh, improve lung function. Uh, I do those, there, and and it's actually in the. I sent you an email with show notes. You can put that uh, that that link is in there for the show notes awesome. to the study. Uh, so you. check your email. You're gonna add that 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 link is to a, a study that was done. Uh, about the huge impact on breath, lung function, okay, from, from doing those exercises. Second thing I've done, a guy named uh, Baz, Baz Rutten yeah, was on the, Baz. you know, Baz? The okay. former king he, of pancreas, who doesn't? Oh my God, the guy's, <laughs> the guy's an animal. But he was on somebody's, I don't know whether it was Tim, I think it was either Ferris or, or Lex Fridman's podcast, and he mentioned this tool he uses for breath training called the O2 Trainer. Dude, I started using that thing. I bought it off of Amazon. You know, it's 50 bucks off of Amazon. Yeah. And I, uh, I, I started using that in September of last year. Another thing I measure is my spirometry values. Uh, forced yeah, evacuation, cool. my FPV1 and my PEF. And I measure those and I've measured them for Which two years. It's basically like how, how hard you can exhale. How hard and how much, how much lung capacity you have. Mm-hmm. What's the volume of lung? Mm-hmm. Two weeks into using this Bosrutin's O2 trainer, two weeks into using it, my lung capacity on the FEV1 increased by 50%. Wow. 50%. So that's huge. a breakthrough moment. That's, that's a, a breakthrough, breakthrough moment. moment. It, it was, I've told, I've told a thousand people, I've sold a thousand other things for, for buys, <laughs> and I don't get a penny out of it. But, but uh, you know, I, at I, least I'm, you got to get, you got to get a, a discount code or something. So boss knows. You know? yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> Uh, I just great. sent him a copy of my book and told him he better give me a good review on it. There you and, go. Uh, that's cool. I, I love Boss Rudin. He's a great guy. He is. He is a great guy. El that's, Guapo. Such, that's, that's a heck of a tool. It's, I mean, it's, it it's trains great. the diaphragm for really powerful, powerful breathing. 
Okay. That's that's but, like the resi- the ridiculous mask that I'm wearing in the uh, for the cover of the podcast is a resisted breathing device. And that one. I've, I've had people like, you should get rid of that. Like after COVID, everyone thinks you're wearing a COVID mask. I'm like, no one thinks that. Obviously, like no one thinks that. You know what I mean? But like those resisted breathing devices, they work. 2000, 2013, I'm in San Francisco running. I look like I was wearing this big old eight face thing. Yeah. You know, I had this big black out. Altitude training mask. I love those things. Yeah, that is great. You got to have like your Bane, your Bane lines ready to go. Victory has (laughs) defeated you. (laughs) I was born in the darkness. You merely adapted to it. (laughs) Uh, There you go. This is is fun. I love that resisted breathing. That that was that was a big breakthrough for you. But take um, Potato breathing is another one. I just had a client tell me this was like one of the best things he's ever done for himself. Potato breathing will increase your oxygenation. And it's my barista. There's a, I don't know if you can see that. It's probably yeah, backwards. Less, less is, more. is more. Okay. That's the principle. Um, and I, I got this. The other wrist says breathe. It's funny how prescient those things were. I got them a year and a half before I got, had this problem. A year and a half before COVID. Mm. I got breathe and less is more, you know, and uh, as tattoos. I don't know why. But, uh, but the, but the, but Buteco is an amazing method. They've got an app. That will lead you through the potato breathing. It's hard as hell. Really? I hate it because you you have to you have to discipline yourself for uh, oxygen hunger, and uh, but it increases your Bolt score. If you're familiar with the Bolt BOLT score from from uh, Patrick McKeon, you know a Bolt high Bolt score is a uh, is a is a what what is what is a Bolt score? It's it's the it's a breath hold score, but not like. I can hold my breath for two minutes. Mm-hmm. It's until your body says it, you get that spasm or that I've got to breathe. Like, that like mammalian dive reflex. That's like just yeah, a little go. bit of, I well, want to breathe right now. Yeah. It's the very first one you get. It's not okay. a mammalian dive reflex where you get a, a real push where the spleen empties more oxygen into your blood, all that sort of thing. Cause I, lo- I love, uh, I love you know stories about the deep, deep divers. Those are amazing, mm-hmm. amazing people. But but this Bateco trains you uh, to because what we do oftentimes we we overbreathe mouth breathing mm-hmm. you know we overbreathe in society and and uh, and and that means we deplete our CO two CO two is not a waste gas CO two is an important balanced gas and we don't, we need to keep it balanced we need to allow it to build up enough yeah. to keep a good balance I can, For I can oxygen really dissociation slow. from hemoglobin like if your there CO two you levels right. don't get low you, your your oxygen you is bound. Yeah, that's right. It's bound to hemoglobin. You're exactly right. I can sit and and do my botanical breathing and watch my, you know, maybe my my oxygenation is my SpO2 is 95 percent. It'll go to 99 percent with botanical breathing. It, really? Our body becomes more oxygen rich through that. Here's one more. One more yeah. thing I'll, I'll throw in is uh, T, T5T, the five Tibetan rites. Have you ever heard of that? No. There's a book called the five Tibetan rites. And it's sort of a parable uh, of, of this old guy who went to Tibet and he learned these five daily. It's kind of a Qigong or a Tai Chi movement, but they're not easy. But they are the five Tibetan rites. There's a little book on Kindle. You can get it. Okay. I do, I've been doing those things. I've been doing those since December of this past year. OK, I would call that a breakthrough. When I start something like that, I don't miss a day. I do it every single morning. And it's part of my habit stacking of my morning. I do botanical breathing and then I'll do, uh, then I'll do some toe touches and then I'll do the five Tibetan rites. 
which is a type of a yoga thing or mm. a qigong thing those those are miraculous those will give you a, a breakthrough in energy level in your body your overall energy your chi is going to be elevated that that is that is as we would say in san francisco hella cool Really? Hell so is this is is this different than qigong? Like if someone's practiced qigong or yoga or some of those. This practices. is a very specific five different things you do, mm-hmm. and uh, you start with them really slowly. You start. You only do three. What's What's your favorite reps. one, or which which one? Well, you do it? all. You get you do all five of them okay. every day, but you start with three of each. You do three reps of each, okay. and you build your way up over several weeks to get to twenty one reps of each. It takes mm-hmm. twelve minutes. It takes me twelve minutes to do them in the morning. And and Anthony, they'll change your life. Really, I, I guarantee you, they will change your life. You'll become more flexible. Your joints, everything, and your your energy level when you finish those, it's like you can go run through a brick wall. It's amazing how 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 well that stuff works. Uh, I like. I this. love that. I mean, you, yeah, you, I, I might I might just do a rearrange my whole morning routine after this podcast and start trying your, a whole bunch of new stuff. We'll take a OG, OG trainer and five Tibetan rights. Boom. Yeah. That's, that's it. And then run through, run through a yeah. brick wall. I like it. I'm seriously. Oh, oh and the last thing, last yeah. thing that uh, battling inflammation, grounding, earthing, mm. grounding and earthing. I went in the mornings. I walk as much as possible barefoot. I walk on wet grass. I walk on dirt. Concrete doesn't doesn't count on asphalt because you don't get the grounding. Right. But I, I stay in touch with the human frequency of the earth. Okay. That I love will that. reduce that will reduce inflammation. Under my where I sit at my my sofa, mm-hmm. I've got a grounding mat. It's plugged into my outlet on my wall. I've got a grounding mat under my sheet. I sleep on a grounding mat over my, a grounding pillowcase. They're all plugged in only to the ground wire on a, on the receptacle. So there's no electricity in it. It's just the ground. It connects you to the human frequency. That well, there's a movie on Netflix called The Earthing Movie, mm-hmm. and that will absolutely reduce inflammation. You notice feel, the difference? Doing, oh, my God. Those things? I've been doing that. I started doing that middle of last year when I began to really ramp up. I began to hit a new stride with my activity and everything and the reduction in inflammation in my body. I had huge inflammation problems. One more thing. You had the podcast on the guy from Australia, Safe Soda, didn't you? Yeah. Weren't you the, yeah. Yeah, the bike. Boom. Uh, it took me a month to get that dang stuff out of Australia. The shipping was like more than the stuff. It, it cost $60 for a can of it this big. Okay. <laughs> but I got it. And and that changed. That's a game changer there, too. Yeah. Keeping that safe, alkaline. Safe I mean, I, soda, I use, right? Safe yeah, soda. I, I, use think PA, is... I use pH test strips and check my. I don't have to check it every day, but I'll check it every few days just to make sure I'm in the blue green range, seven and a half or above on alkalinity. Check and that's, that out. That's I sleep better. You know, I'd let my alkalinity get up, uh, drop, and my acidity get up, and I noticed my sleep scores had had, had decreased. I checked my alkalinity. I said I'm acidic. That's why <laughs> acid an acid environment's right for problems. You know, so huge, I, I huge. took soda that night. I took soda that night. Boom, my sleep score went went back up. Wow, that's fascinating right there. One spoonful of soda and a glass of water after I've taken my vitamins, you know, an hour or so after that, uh, empty stomach, boom, pH is up. I used to really do it twice exciting. a day, but now it's just once a day keeps it there. I've talked and, way and, too and much, dude. Using, and you're using the urine strips to kind of gauge yeah, it yep. and tell if you're if you're off and need more. I love that. Right. That's a huge sleep hack for 
for a lot of people. If you Boom. notice that you that you sleep better when you get your uh, your bike, I have I it. have empirical data to show it. Wow, I love it. I've been messing around. I'll I'll share one thing with you only because the audience will probably. You, I mean, you'll all probably laugh at me, but I've been messing around with um integrating some nutrients into my coffee enemas. And oh, yeah. one of them, one of them oh. is, uh, is, is aluminum free baking soda, you know, like yeah. a, basically like a bicarb formula. And if right. I had, if I had the safe soda on me right now, I'd do it with, I do it with that. But the same thing, there's so many applications for sleep, for athletic performance, for buffering lactic acid, for, you know, people that, that are dealing with cancer, a lot of, a lot of cancer clinics around the world will use essentially baking soda or, or different bicarb formulas right. to help buffer the acidity in the body. And, um, yeah, it's 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 been phenomenal how it, it, how relaxing it is when you're able to absorb these nutrients and get them consistently, either orally or through enemas, or some people do IVs and that sort of thing. Love, just, love the coffee enemas. Coffee enemas are wonderful. I've yeah. got my 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 acupuncture woman. The acupuncture didn't do anything to my lungs, but coffee enemy enema she recommended. I love that. Yeah, uh, this is great. I'm, I mean, Lee, I, I'm I'm loving our conversation. I feel like we're probably gonna have to so we a, part, time, I'm a, sure. a, a, a part two at at, at some point. Um, yeah. The uh, I want to. I've, I've been wanting to try the Buteco breathing. Now, is this a? a am I misunderstanding here? Because one of my clients was he was telling me that he has to do it for like two hours a day. That's part of the that's part of the regimen. And I'm like, dude what um, i'm like we could replace that with so many different things i'm like i don't care what type of breathing you're doing if it's taking two hours like you know i'm gonna gonna send you a link to an app which is the guy who wrote uh and i'll send you a link to his book also on particular breathing which explains all but the app is real simple it takes about five minutes to use the app and it it, it's got little bells that go off and it, it walks you through how to how to do the different breath holes and you can see your progress. It creates this great little graph and chart. So I'll send you a link to the app for your iPhone or your your other device, and uh, um, uh, and 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 you can check it out. It's free. If you want to buy their guided course, it's four hundred seventy nine dollars. I opted to just do the free version, you know. And mm. and this helped me a lot. My my bolt score has gone to from below twenty, which is not that good, okay, to forty, which is superhuman help you know it's going oh. up that much and i've been doing the potato for going on two months now uh so i'll send you the link to his book Beautiful. from kendall which is that. a good little book and i'll send you the link to the app which is a good way for you to to do that and uh, i appreciate I, I talked way too talked way too much today i i'm sure our listeners are enjoying this too the last question that i have for you um let's say that that Lee Fogle has a, after this whole journey where you were before the, the, the challenges that you experienced, the transformation, if, if Lee Fogle had a trifecta for health, this could include nutrition, biohacks, exercise strategy, anything. If you're like, I want to help the most people listening to this podcast right now, here are the three things that I would do. And I don't want to put any words in your mouth. You mentioned a lot. You mentioned the vegetarian diet. You mentioned Buteco breathing. You mentioned the, the, the five Tibetan rites. You mentioned walking four miles daily. You, you, you've talked a lot about tracking and setting goals and just being consistent. 
Um, you've talked about supplements like seropeptase and, and natokinase and NAD and cordyceps and, and safe soda and, and, and so many different things. Um, if you had to distill the Lee Fogel trifecta for health for our audience, what would it be? <laughs> uh, that's, uh, uh, that's, that's hard. Um, I, I would say I could sum it up as make, make, um, Moving. I don't want to say exercise. People get the wrong impression. Don't have to make the gym go life, but make make moving the center of your life. Some of the some of the wisest, healthiest people over ninety I've met, over ninety years old I've met, are gardeners. They bend over and they work the ground. They're t- in touch with the ground and the human frequency. They they mm. they lift. They move. So move. Move as much as possible every day. Maybe start you know? a garden. And and uh, yeah, there you go. Start a garden. I've got a small one here. And uh, uh, but, but yeah, move and uh, uh, and eat a low calorie, eat a restricted calorie diet. You know, my my little dog is uh, 16 years old, and people think she's two years old because she my dogs intermittent fast with me. They don't eat much. They're not fat. That I don't have to push my dogs in a stroller. I didn't sign up she, for this. My little dog has. <laughs> she has five inch legs, and she walked five thousand steps with me this morning. Oh, so, so that was forty thousand steps for her. Yeah. And uh, so moving and you know is is, is helpful and uh, and mindfulness. You know, meditation is uh, morning and night for me. Just ten minutes. You know, nothing fancy. You know, it's, it's just it's simple stuff, just uh, getting in touch with the person who's always here, the me who, when the thought goes by, a worry, a fear, that's not me. I'm the guy watching it. And if I'm able to watch it, then I'm not it. You know, so uh, there's a great, uh, there's also a great quote in my book, and it's, uh, it's about aging. You know, we're all aging and we want, we want to age better. Uh, Living alone, here it is. Living a long, healthy life is like walking across a minefield. If you see footprints to the other side, walk in them. <laughs> yeah, there's some truth right. there. Yeah, follow, truth. follow the steps of people who think some things are working for. People like you, listen, learn. We're, we're, so, we're all helping and learning from each other. That's the beauty. And it's the truth. And it's yeah. the truth. I learned so much from you and all your great guests and. Uh, uh, you know, all this is such a blessing. The technology that enables us to do all this. And I really appreciate you having me on today, Anthony. It's a, been a real blessing to talk to you and laugh about things. And uh, uh, I'll keep you updated on my progress. I'll send you a couple more links that to uh, things for you on Boteco. And you can post the other items to your uh, to the, your show links, show notes, if you like, for people. And uh, much blessing to you. Yeah, much Are you blessing still in North you. Carolina living Thank in uh, are you still living up in North Carolina on the mountains? I, I, I mean, I've got 65 acres in North Carolina that I'm, oh, figuring, man, out, I'm figuring out what to do with. It's 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 a, oh, it's, a, it's a wild situation. I'll fill I'll fill you in offline. It's 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 going cool. great. I love it. it um, but I think this is I've I've really enjoyed this conversation. I think our audience has gotten a lot of value. And and guys, if you have pick up a matter of life and breath uh, by Lee Fogel on, on Amazon. And, and Lee, is there, is there anything else that you're working on or like any other places that people should go to keep up with cool things you're doing or like, 
you know, are you a Facebook or Instagram guy? Uh, yeah, connect, connect. Uh, uh, you can put my Facebook link in the show notes. It's on that email I sent you. You can put that in the show notes. But uh, yeah, connect with me on LinkedIn and, and Facebook. But I'm going to put, because I've got so many people who are responding so well uh, to a matter of life and breath, I'm going to put more, uh, I'm going to put a, a frequently asked questions site out there for a matter of life and breath. And I'm probably going to start a little YouTube channel, not to try to get you know, I'm not trying to try to monetize it just to help people. Uh, my, my, I do a lot of volunteer work. I work in hospice. So I get to work with people who are dying every week. I spend four hours in a hospice house and every week I'm with these two or three people who pass on. And, uh, it's a, it's a blessing to be able to, to, to be with folks like that. So, um, my life, I'm, I'm 65 years old and retired and it's just a fun time. It's an awesome time to, to give back to the world, everything that I'm learning and, help me and uh so that that's that's enough i've talked too much already not at all not at all it's been it's been a beautiful conversation brother and i'm I'm glad that we were able to reconnect and uh pick up pick up the conversation that we started a few years ago from this place and uh yeah hope, i think it's i think it's going to inspire a lot of people so thank you so much thank you So in early 2022, almost out of nowhere, I started experiencing massive changes in my body and mental health. My hair was thinning and falling out faster than ever before. I was experiencing mood fluctuations, I was putting on body fat, losing strength and muscle mass. I was even having a harder time remembering certain people's names and things that I knew I knew. My face looked older and I had more wrinkles and there was a noticeable decrease in my sex drive. And then one of the guests that I had on our podcast introduced me to a product called BioPro Plus that naturally boosts your IGF-1 and human growth hormone levels. If you haven't listened to that episode, go back and check out episode 265 on how to increase HGH, boost libido, and experience 68% better recovery with Dustin Baker. BioPro Plus contains a combination of powerful natural ingredients for boosting HGH, human growth hormone, and IGF-1, like elk antler, tribulus, and shilajit, all in their purest and most potent forms. What's interesting is elk antlers are the only mammalian appendage capable of continuous regeneration. These antlers grow an inch or more per day and have the fastest growth rate of any organ in the animal kingdom. I started taking one glass vial every morning and holding it under my tongue for 90 seconds before swallowing. And before I'd even finished my first kit, I was getting compliments on my skin and how I looked five to 10 years younger. You can even go back and look at some of my social media videos from earlier this year, and you'll see how big of a difference there is. Since then, my energy has increased. I feel more motivated. My libido and sex drive came back. I've been losing fat. I'm stronger and recovering faster from my workouts. And my hair is coming in thicker and it even stopped falling out. If my story resonates with you, I highly recommend you try BioPro Plus for yourself. When you feel it, you'll understand what I'm talking about. And for a limited time, you can save $30 on your order by going to bioproteintech.com and entering discount code biohacks. That's B-I-O-P-R-O-T-E-I-N-T-E-C-H.com and discount code B-I-O-H-A-C-K-S. 